I want to minister tonight what I felt the Lord give to me. If you want to go to John chapter 4, John chapter 4, uh, uh, four we're going to talk about something the Lord laid on my heart. Tonight we're going to have some good old, old for, forgiveness. Everybody say forgiveness. And it may not be forgiveness like you think. It may be a little different, and that's okay. But we're going to have some forgiveness. I, I think it's great to talk about forgiveness at the end of the year. I think it's good before you go into a new thing to leave behind something else. And so tonight I really felt strong to talk about forgiveness. I want to start chapter 4, verse number 3, one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. He left Judea, departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat by this well about the sixth hour of the day. The sun is right over. It's very hot now. And a woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away the city to buy food. And then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, of asking me for a drink? And a, Samar- a Samaritan woman, it's kind of confusing to her. For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. You, you shouldn't even be talking to me. Nobody talks to me. You guys think that I'm just this nasty, uh, this nasty dog because I'm a Samaritan. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is, and, and, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The entire topic here is about being thirsty. Everybody say thirsty. The whole, the whole story is about thirst. The entire thing is about a woman who doesn't even realize how thirsty she is. And so I'll, I'll stop there because I'll probably paraphrase a little bit uh, later on that. But, but I just felt like tonight to, to say to you that you're going to have to learn to forgive your thirsty self. And it might not make sense right now, but I hope I can make it make sense. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You can be seated. We're glad, we're glad you're here. And I wanted the youth in here because I want youth to also hear about, about this because we need, to, we need to learn how to forgive ourselves. We have to learn to forgive ourselves for the dumb things we do, for the bad decisions we make. Everybody in this room tonight, you, you have made bad decisions. Can you say amen to that and be honest and real? We talk about being authentic. Let's be authentic. I'll be the first to say I have made some dumb mistakes. I think it may be worse whenever you're in the ministry. I think it may be worse when people look up to you. It may be worse when you're supposed to be the husband of your wife. You're supposed to lead her. You're supposed to be the father of your home. You're supposed to lead them. Uh, Nobody has regret like people that are in charge. Nobody really understands how it feels to feel like you let somebody down, like people who should have been the leader, been in charge, people that knew better. How about Christian folks? Nobody understands regret like someone who's been placed the standard for them to live. A high bar has been set. And when we make mistakes, we, we get to a place sometimes as Christians, we make mistakes that we feel so bad for what we've done. That, that that dead body just lays on us our whole life. And we cannot go forward because we feel so bad for all the poor decisions we've made. And if you're living in this world, you've made them. And I've made them. We have made them. We've made so many. And we do it and we do dumb things. And we, we, we have horrible sometimes seasons of reputation that are so bad. Like this particular woman 
we find out as Jesus talks to her that, that she has been married to multiple men. Five husbands she has had. And she's with another man, number six, who's not her husband. Y'all, I, I know people go through things. I know people make mistakes, but I mean, I get it, okay? The first one didn't work out. You're going to try again. But are you going to try again and again and again and again? At what point do you just stop? Just stop the pain. Stop hurting yourself. But she kept going and trying again. And she made mistake after mistake after mistake. And it just seems like we get in these ruts and we just can't stop doing bad things. You know why you keep doing bad things? Because you keep doing bad things. You know what makes you want to drink? Drinking. You know what makes you want to do drugs? Doing drugs. You know what makes you want to find somebody else? Finding somebody else. Uh, Do you know what makes you want to quit? Quitting. A perpetual cycle of bad decisions makes it easier to make another bad decision. When I looked at that website once, I might as well look at it twice. I messed up. I deserve this life of pain and suffering. This is my normal now. This is what people like me do. We just live a life of pain. We just live a life of mistake and regret. This is just who I am. You know who you are the hardest on? Yourself. Because you know nobody made you do that. You know nobody put your hand out there and made you grab it, made you buy it, made you think it. People can tempt you. People can try to hurt you. But you know that we are the, we are the worst on ourselves. We do the most damage to ourselves. We know better. We've, we've done it so many times. But yet we still go and do it again. And we hurt ourselves. And we do it again. And we hurt ourselves. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. And every time it gets worse, you look in the mirror and you say, I deserve this. I am a messed up person. You feel like hitting yourself. You feel like throwing furniture. You feel like cutting off every relationship. You feel like hurting yourself. Because you think you're the problem. But the truth is, you're just thirsty. I hope you're hearing me tonight. I've got a word from the Lord for you right now. You've got to forgive your thirsty self. You have got to look back over your life and realize the only reason why you kept going back to suffering, to sin, to addiction and pain is because you have not yet found the Lord. You have not yet found the living water. You have not found yet the well that never runs dry. You have never, you have never ever found the one you should have found years ago and you've got regrets. And you know why you did what you did? Because you were so thirsty. Thirsty people will do anything. To satisfy their thirst. We all know that you can't drink salt water or you'll die. Yet, when people are stranded in the middle of the ocean, on day three, they look at all that water. And they know that their organs will shut down. 
that it will make it worse. And they know it. And they still want it. They are surrounded by a sea of water that will kill them. But it's amazing what thirst will make you do. Because when you're thirsty, all logic goes out the window. When you're thirsty, it doesn't matter how much pain you are about to take. When you're thirsty, your your mind shuts down. You become delirious. And all you can think is, I've got to satisfy this thirst. No matter what it does to me, I refuse to sit here and just die of dehydration. I'm going to take a chance. Maybe to be different for me. Maybe I'll be the first to drink the salt water and live. Time and time again, people who find themselves in a desperate situation reach down, grab that water, and like an animal, begin to lop and lick and fill their mouth up because they're so thirsty. The things that we do when we don't have Jesus, the things we do when we're not praying, The things we do when we're not right with God. The things we do when we're not at the living well with Jesus our Savior. The things we do when we know that we're not right. You've got to get get that out of your heart tonight. You've got to go to the places where you've you've done some bad things. And you've got to forgive your thirsty self. You've got to look at that situation and look in the mirror and say, That's not me. That's not me. That's me thirsty. That is not who I want to be. That's just me thirsty. I did bad things, horrible things, but that's not who I want to be. I just want to quench my thirst. I just want to get free of the thirst. I just am sick and tired of wanting things. I just want for once to find hope. I just want for once to drink and not be wanting something else. You have got to free yourself from every bad decision you've made before this year closes. You've got to look back over every dumb decision you've made and not be afraid of it. You've got to bring it up. Let it surface again. Bring it up and confess it and admit it and say, I forgive my thirsty self. I'm not evil. I'm not crazy. I'm not too far gone. I was just thirsty. I refuse to let my thirsty self own my mind, own my spirit. If I could just drink from living water, I can move forward. This woman at the well had such baggage. No therapy needed. The conclusion of the story, ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus got done talking to her, he prophesied to her, told her all kinds of secret stuff that nobody knew but Jesus and the woman. And when he got done, she left her water pot, and the Bible says that she ran to the town and began to be a preacher. Look what the Holy Ghost told me today. The Holy Ghost wanted me to tell you it doesn't matter who you were when you were thirsty. When God fills you, when God changes you, you can turn from somebody who had five marriages and you're on the sixth fornication and you can go out from that moment and begin to preach Jesus. 
Sign me up for new converts class. Sign me up for therapy. I've been hurt. I've been through so much. She didn't need any of that. The Bible said she left out of there excited, saying, come see a man who fixed my problems. Who cares about what I used to be? Who cares about what I did? I don't care what you think of me. That was my thirsty. That was my thirsty self. We know who you are. We know who you are. We know who you are. Every, all, ever since I've known you, you've been messing up. That's not me. That's me thirsty. That's not who you are, ladies and gentlemen. I want to point at some of you. I want to call some of your names out tonight and tell you that's not who you are. That is not who you are. That is not who you are. That's who you were when you were thirsty. That's not who you are. Anybody would act like that when they're thirsty. Who am I to judge you? Some of y'all, you get five, six spouses. Some of you get your drugs. Some of you do this. Some of you leave. Some of you run. Some of you hurt. Some of you cut. Some of you do crazy things. But that's not who you are. That's who you are when you're thirsty. Your spouse really isn't that bad. They're just thirsty. Your family's not so bad. They're just thirsty. The world's not so bad. They're just thirsty. Everything we see in people, we think they're just devils and they're just evil. But the truth is, you do it too. You are as thirsty as they are. You drink like they drink. You do crazy things. What are we doing judging each other? This is the kind of judgment I don't like. Not seeing yourself in others. How you probably drink the salt water too if you were on day three in a raft. There hadn't been a plane in sight. Who do you think you are? I am the woman at the well. I know what it's like to not be satisfied and reach for things I shouldn't want and I shouldn't reach for. I know what it's like to be thirsty. I know what it's like to not be satisfied. And I've done some things and reached for things I said I'd never do. But it's really not who I want to be. It's not who I enjoy being. It's who I am when I'm thirsty. If we could just get people water. We could just get people to Jesus. If we could just get out those doors and stop trying to be the answer and bring them living water, we could fix every problem, every repeat offender, everyone that keeps going back. They would never go back. If they could find out there's hope in Jesus, if they could find out there's hope in living water, Jesus is the living water. If people could just find him. The Lord just made it so clear to me. This woman didn't have any weird baggage to deal with whenever she left that. She went to go town the whole town. She went from a woman of ill repute, a woman that nobody wanted to be seen with, and she turned in overnight, in a moment, not even overnight, in a moment, she turned into the woman that let a pack of hungry, thirsty people out of the town, out to where Jesus was. She said, come, and they came. 
Let me ask you a question. Who better to preach about the water than the thirsty? God's calling you, you hear me? God's calling you because you have a past of thirst. God's calling you, he wants to use you because you know what it's like to be thirsty. You know who is thirsty. You know who's not thirsty because you've been thirsty. The Lord's going to use you this next year to find somebody who used to be just like you. God is going to take those of you who've had a bad reputation to give Jesus a good reputation. You're going to be the one that spreads the word and says, I know about thirst. Let me tell you my past. Let me tell you what I used to drink. See, the reason why the Lord wants to save y'all and use you, the reason why God wants to send you is because you understand thirst. That's why you can't sit down on what God's done for you. That's why you can't be silent for what the Lord's done for you. You can never get out there and preach Jesus until you have drank from the living water and found out how good he is. I I just, I find it amazing. I find it amazing that this woman left after all her baggage, all her suffering, everything she's been through. In a moment, she became the town preacher. Look how fast, y'all. I need lots of time. I need lots of time. I'm a woman. Well, I already dealt with that. I need lots of time. I've got a nasty past. I've been married five times, and I'm on the six. You can fix that overnight. Now Jesus is here. Don't worry about what you've done. Don't worry about what people think you are. You understand thirst. You're professional when it comes to thirst. You know all about people who are hungry and thirsty, and that's why you're the best representative for the gospel message to go forth, because you can find somebody who looks thirsty. You know, some of you are so good at looking for people and telling me about Jesus is because you recognize the thirst that they have. You see yourself in them. This, this year needs to close out with some forgiveness. Where you look in the mirror and say, I've done some nasty stuff. Worse, what's more, I kept doing it. I knew better and I kept doing it. They told me not to, and I kept doing it. I was warned, and I kept doing it. I knew what I would lose, and I kept doing it. I'm just a loser. No, you're not. You're just thirsty. This is how Jesus can die for us. We're not as bad as we really think we are. We're just in need. We're lost. We're hopeless. We don't have water. We don't have water. We don't have anything to satisfy us. We're doing all these nasty things because we don't have satisfaction. You go ahead and go on this next year saying, I'm going to do better because I think myself. It's not going to work. How many times do you think that woman at the whale said, I ain't doing that again. That last guy hurt me. Why'd you go get another one? Oh, that second one hurt me bad. I ain't doing this again. Here comes number three. Well, I've done this twice. There's no way I'll ever do it again. Everybody probably thought, yes, you better not. Number three. Number four. Number five. You can't think yourself out of this one, ladies and gentlemen, church family. You can't read your self-help book and say, I'm good. If it doesn't get inside of you, it ain't going to help you. 
This is not a think yourself out kind of thing. This is a drink yourself out kind of thing. You cannot get out of what you're in because you're thinking, I don't want salt water. Salt water's bad. Salt water's not of God. Salt water will kill me. It doesn't matter what you think about the salt water. The urge inside of you to thirst, to not be thirsty, is greater than your will. To resist what you know is wrong. And the only solution for you and for me is deeper prayer times. Deeper studies of God's word. Deeper relationships with the church. You've got to dig deep to get to the well. It's no accident Jesus used this well to prove a point. You don't get this stuff without digging deep. You don't get this without putting investment. You don't get this unless it costs you something. The only way to get down to living water is for it to cost you something. You've got to dig to get it. It's not on the surface. It's not shallow. You won't find it in just praise. You'll find it in deep prayer meetings. If you don't satisfy the thirst, you will keep repeating. You will do it. I'm not going to watch it anymore. It's bad. Great. Now what are you going to do? You've removed something. You didn't add anything. I'm not going to drink Dr. Pepper. You still don't have water. Christians for a long time say, well, I don't believe in Coca-Cola. It's, bless God, I don't believe in that. I don't drink that. That's what makes me holy. No, you can say you don't drink all the other things. If you don't drink what's right, it will never satisfy you. Not drinking another drink does not give you the drink that you need. You need the living water to be holy. You need the living water to be righteous. You need the living water to live above sin. If you're not drinking, you'll go back. No such thing as backsliding. There's, there's just not drinking. I'm backsliding. How do you backslide? No, you stop drinking. I'm, all of a sudden, I'm wanting something that I shouldn't want. Why? Because you left the well. You left prayer meetings. You left the connection to the deep places of God, where the water flows, where life is at. And all of a sudden, now you're starting to feel pulled to things that you said you'd never do. Why are you feeling pulled? It's not because you're crazy. It's not because the devil got stronger overnight. It's because you stopped drinking. You stopped seeking. You stopped filling yourself up with the living water. You need to forgive yourself. Stop thinking that you're just animal, you're crazy, you're insane. No, you're not. You were thirsty. Hurt yourself many times because you didn't have the Lord. You weren't ready to sell out. You weren't ready to give everything up. But you've got to understand we're all far from God. We're all crazy when we're not drinking. You want to see somebody go crazy? Take away their water. Every one of us. I looked up how do you know you're starting to dehydrate? You, people start to get dry. Your, your saliva, which gives you the ability to digest, begins to dry up. That's how you, those are signs you're backsliding. You begin to get delirious. Your mind doesn't work good. You think things that aren't real. 
you see things that aren't true, you're dehydrating. You're dying of thirst. Lastly, how do you know you're dehydrating? You pass out. You fall asleep. And when you fall asleep, somebody else has to wake you up to get you the water. Because once you fall asleep, you can't drink unless God sends a right arm of power and authority in to wake you up and give you water. I know y'all have seen it on TVs and movies where they take someone dehydrated that can't lift themselves and they go lift their head up and they dump water down their throat and they start coughing. <laughs> Do you know why it's that way? Because when you've passed out, your only hope is that somebody comes and shakes you and gets water down your throat because you've reached a place where you no longer have the ability to get it yourself. Y'all, what I'm preaching right now is, is paramount to where we are to this next year because we're going to get out of this place and we're going to go take living water to people that you say they'll never change. Yes, they will. When they get the living water, they'll change. They'll never get off those drugs. Yes, they can. If we can bring them Jesus, if we can preach this gospel, then yes, they can. They just got to get filled Now, if you haven't been paying attention tonight, I'm going to tell you why. It's because you can't connect to this sermon because you don't think that you're messed up. How dare you? How dare you ignore this sermon? You're drinking something else. You're drinking yourself. This is for all of us. We've all made mistakes, yes. We've all done things wrong, and we all have insecurities and shame. And you might not even realize it because you've learned how to hide it. You've learned how to ignore it in your mind because you can't take the fact that you've done so many bad things. You try to suppress it. But you have to forgive yourself. If you can forgive yourself, you can forgive somebody else. If you can see yourself as doing dumb, crazy things because of the thirst issue, then you can find, find in somebody else that they're just like me. You know, if we can figure this out tonight, church family, we can start serving water to people we don't like. We can start bringing holy water, living water to people that are messed up. Thinking we can talk them out of it? How's that going for you? We'll just have another meeting. Let's have another meeting. We'll figure it out tonight. How's that going for you? Have another meeting. Been married for years. Let's have another meeting. Let's talk about it one more time. Aren't you tired of breaking stuff? You running out of money yet? Some stuff cannot be fixed by talking about how bad the salt water is. You've got to fulfill what's missing. You have to. But step one, you can be saved. You can turn around. It starts by saying, I forgive myself because it really wasn't who I was. It's really not who I wanted to be. It was me when I didn't have Jesus. It was me thirsty. It was me broken. That's not my future. Just let me get to the well. Just let me get to Jesus. 
Just let me get another prayer meeting under my belt, and I'm telling you, it'll change everything about who I am. Just let me get to church one more service. Let me get around God's people. Just give me one more shot at the living water. Let me get one more chance, because that's who I am at my best. That's really who we are, church family. Anybody, and I'm almost done, anybody who's having a hard time right now, you're one drink away from changing it at all. Changing everything. Everything's fixable. How many of y'all been married five times? Are you serious? You think you've got some habitual problems? God picks the best people in the Bible. So that when we compare ourselves, come on, God can take care of us. What is your problem right now that you can't drink your way out of in a good way? What's your situation right now that you can't find hope for? If she can do it in one moment, if she can do it and it change your life, then what can we have today with access to the power of the Holy Ghost? She didn't even have the Holy Ghost access yet, y'all. The Holy Ghost wasn't even poured out yet, y'all. You want to change something in your life right now? The Bible says we're salt. We're salt. What is salt for? What does salt cause? Do people want Jesus when they're around you? Do people want the well of living water? Why did Jesus call us salt? Because he called himself water. And when people hang out with us, they don't want more of us. They want more of him. You are not the hope of your family. You are not the hope of your marriage. Your advice is not enough. But if you can hang out with somebody, and when you get done, they want to pray more. And when you get done, they want to read the Word more. And when you get done, they want to know Jesus more. Then you can change anybody. Anybody can change they won't change, Pastor. All they do is just, they're just always trying to drink something else besides you. That's because they're thirsty. You think I'm scared of somebody hooked on drugs? I'm not scared. only big problem I've got is they're so used to be on drugs, when they get off of drugs, they don't know how to live. I'm not afraid of people that are hooked on stuff. People hooked on stuff are thirsty, and we all know it. Well, my, my husband just wants to watch TV all night. That's because he's thirsty. Looking forward on channel 45, channel 56. Y'all, you've got to learn to see the thirst. and Stop seeing a bunch of devils. This world's thirsty. When we go out there and we start to preach Jesus, you stop looking at a bunch of people that are mean. I don't see mean, I see thirsty. I don't see adulterers, I see thirsty. I don't see drug addicts, I see thirsty. I can love somebody like that because I've been thirsty. I can't relate to them. I've never have done that. I can relate to being thirsty. Some of y'all addicted to Xbox or PS5s, Netflix, and we want to judge everybody else. Everybody's got their addictions. 
You know what's really scary is not what you're addicted to, the fact that you are addicted to anything other than the living water. That's the problem. You start with Xbox, you'll end up on something else because you've got to be fulfilled if you're going to make it. Well, we are some of the world's worst in the church of trying to substitute the living water for things that aren't quite that bad. We have spent generations, y'all. Let me pastor for a second. We've spent generations trying to defend things we can't defend because they're gray. But you're addicted to them. And that really is the problem. The problem is not what you're addicted to. The problem is that you're still thirsty. If we're still thirsty, it's because we're not drinking living water. The presence of addiction is the absence of living water. The presence of something I can't quit is the absence of Jesus. Because you can quit anything when you get Jesus. So we got to forgive ourselves. Are you ready to do it tonight? Are you bold enough to, to look at your past and say, that's not who I am? Are you bold enough tonight to look at the things only you know that you have done and who you have been and say, that's not me, that's not my future, that's not who I ever wanted to be, that's just me without Jesus, that's just me being selfish, that's just me without living water, and I forgive myself for all those things I've done. We cannot go into a new year after the pandemic we've been through after the stress we have faced, we cannot hold ourselves at a higher standard than even Jesus does. Because Jesus understands what thirsty people do. We are out of our minds, y'all. There needs to be a good forgiveness move through this church tonight. Forgiveness for people that have hurt you. Stop looking at people like they're a bunch of devils out to get you. The truth is they're just thirsty, y'all. Well, my mom and my dad did bad things, and my spouse, and, and, and this. Y'all, they're thirsty. you got to give them a break. They don't have Jesus in their life. They're just thirsty. Why do you expect people to live right when they're thirsty? This whole world is thirsty, and we're trying to run from people. What are we doing? We're trying to run from people who are thirsty. We want to get away from people that are thirsty. But what if we just got out there with a big spiritual water hose and said, we've got hope for you. We've got hope for you. You're thirsty. We've got living water. You're thirsty. We've got living water. It's amazing what you can be if you'll just drink from living water. I challenge you, start the new year off. Drinking living water every day. And watch how it satisfies. Watch how your addictions begin to shed off of you. Watch how things you didn't realize you could ever give up, like men and women and, and, and promiscuous uh, lifestyles uh, and, and things that you shouldn't watch, shouldn't do, shouldn't go. You can't quit them by yourself. You need something to replace it. You've got to replace it. The doctrine of just get rid of things is half the doctrine. It's half the doctrine. 
Holiness is not just separation from. It's separation to. It's when you separate to get closer. Not separate because you're not ready to get close. Not just separate because you're trying to look holy on the outside, but you're not ready for the commitment on the inside. Holiness is when you say, I want to get you inside of me. That's what needs to happen in this church. It needs to be a good forgiveness service tonight. Young people need to forgive themselves for what they've done. Give themselves some grace for being young. Some of y'all did some really bad things when your brain wasn't even developed yet. They say your brain's not even developed until you're 25. Give yourself a break. Youth are foolish. And yet you measure yourself and your quality and your value off of some bad decisions you made on a raft in the middle of the ocean with no help in sight. It's time to forgive yourself. It's time to drink like you've never drank and to get out of this 2022 with no condemnation, with no regrets, just lessons learned. And start drinking again. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready to forgive tonight? Let's stand tonight in Jesus' name. Let's get ready tonight to forgive tonight. We've got to. We've got to release all that off of us. We've got to release it. We've got to get it all off of us tonight. If you can't release this off of you, I'm telling you, that old condemnation, that devil will use it against you to keep you hooked on whatever you're hooked on right now. You've got to get free of that. That's a lie from the enemy. You've got to be free. You hear me? You've got to be free in Jesus. Everybody say, I've got to be free. I know a lot of your stories. We've had testimonies on Tuesdays. You've got to be free. That is not who you are. That's just who you are when you're not praying right. Y'all, we know, the, we know the answer, Brother Andrew. We know how to not go back. I don't want to go back. You know how I not go back? Living water. When you stop drinking, you're on your way back. When you stop drinking, you're on your way to backsliding. When you stop the flow of God's Spirit in your life, I'm telling you it's a matter of time. Against all your desires to not do it, you will do it. You will not just sit there and die. You will drink something. If you want to protect yourself, be eternally secure, drink deep, dig deep, and make sure you never thirst again. That is the only way we will keep going forward without regret. The older you are, sometimes the more you have. You've got years and years and years stacked up. But you can be free. And you can forgive yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just lift our hands together for a moment. Consider the word tonight. I know it's a deep thing for you to bring it up again. I know you don't want to talk about it. I get it. But we got to let some stuff go tonight. Let these last three years go tonight. It's been a tough pandemic, y'all. It's been a tough three years, guys. There's been suffering. 
There's been death. There's been financial turmoil. There's been questions. There's been political unrest. But you know what? Our world is thirsty, and we've got to find out how to love them again. If you could see people as people that are thirsty, you'd find out how to love this city. If you could find out how to love your spouse again and realize they're just thirsty, they really don't mean to hurt you. They really don't mean to hurt you. They don't really want to hurt you. They're just thirsty. If you could become salt and become light, then they could want to drink again. Oh, God, that's my prayer tonight, to forgive myself for my bad choices, to drink again and to become salt to everyone around me so that when people are around me, they get thirsty for the living water. Water. Oh God. Oh God. Come on, you got to forgive yourself. As a pastor, I've spent many nights up at night saying, come on, you knew better. You should have been perfect. You should have never, ever done that. You know better. You've been taught that. But, oh, it all comes back to this. If I wasn't fulfilled in Jesus, we do things we don't want to do. I will not live under condemnation, and neither will you in Jesus' name. We will wake up tonight, we will catch ourselves, and we'll drink again, and we'll start over and forgive ourselves, and we will confess our faults, and the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, and we will drink, and we'll stay satisfied, and we'll never look back. Listen to me, Lot's wife, what'd she turn into? Don't turn back. It's a salt problem. It's a thirst issue is what I'm saying. It's in the will of man to turn back. Unless there's something to move towards. Oh God, I forgive myself because I know what my problem was. It's no, it's no con- confusion tonight. I know what's wrong with me. I had access to Jesus, but I did not let, I did not draw from the well. I did not receive His word. I did not receive a relationship with Him. I know what's wrong with me tonight. I know why I'm cold. I know why I'm not, I'm not right. I know why I'm doing things I shouldn't do. It's no, it's not because I'm evil. It's because I'm thirsty. Step one, you get dry. Do you feel dry right now? Do you feel like you're not connecting to service? Step one, you get dry. You're still here, but you're on your way out. You can't feel this tonight because you're starting to dry up. Wow, I, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to someone right now. Sometimes you've got to learn to drink when you're not even thirsty, but you've got the signs. Jesus. Pastor, I'm not really thirsty tonight. What's wrong with me? Hey, maybe it's going to be all right. Look, just catch yourself. If you're not really wanting it right now, it's because the signs are that you're dry and you don't want to drink, but you know you need to drink. Who am I talking to right now? You don't want it, but you know you need to. Sometimes you need to pray when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you need to pray because you don't feel like it. You're dry. You just dismiss the preaching. You just move on. God, I, 
that's, that's when you know you've got to dig in and get the well going again because you're starting to get, your skin's starting to get cracked and it's easy for you to be easily offended because everything's so dry that you barely get touched and bleeding comes out because everything's so dry. Your lips get cracked and dry. What happens? They begin to bleed. You're easily offended by everything. That's a sign that you're dry. Well, pastor, don't condemn me. I'm not. I'm telling you, drink. It's an easy fix, y'all. The well is here. The living water is accessible. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor to heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you have access right now, if you feel dry, then start to drink again. You've got to watch the signs of dehydration. We don't always pray when we feel like praying. We pray because we see the signs showing. We've got to forgive tonight. We've got to move forward. We've got to, we've got to fix this. The Lord sent me here very strongly tonight to make sure that His church does not dehydrate. 